This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody, to the Holland Assets, or should I say welcome back. I am Craig, your host, and Chris is with me once again. But Chris, it's been a little while. It has been a little while. I, uh, I'm, I'm currently just in the last few days of my two-week annual training with the uh, Army National Guard, and I just haven't been able to step away as much as I was hoping to. It's been a little bit more time-intensive and a little less flexibility than I was hoping for, and uh, I was hoping to get a, an episode out last week or this episode out last week, but obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, our listeners are generally going to forgive you for taking a couple weeks off for your Army National Guard training. So I think we're okay. Yeah, I I, I, I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, today, Chris, uh, we are going to get into a topic that is near and dear to your heart, and that is the mindset of an owner-operator um, and we'll be getting into that in just a moment. But first, I want to remind everybody, of course, go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes. Uh, and you can go visit us on Facebook and, and uh, elsewhere that we've talked about in previous episodes. <laughs> I mean, we're all over the place. Uh, but those are the two major places I think that you can find us, uh, ask us questions, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Of course, in that case, you might as well just go leave a five-star review on iTunes, right? Oh, absolutely. Please, please do. All right. Well, uh, like I said, today, this is this is really your favorite subject besides maybe saving money, and that is the mindset of an owner-operator. And uh, you've got 10 questions that you want to go through. Why don't you set this up for us a little bit, Chris? It is one of my favorite topics because there's really a big difference. And I can't overstate this enough that even though it, it kind of sounds like a little nitpicky thing, you know, just changing your mindset, but really the difference between a truck driver and a successful business owner, trucking company owner is, is really, it's a pretty big difference. Just how you think about things, how you view things, the kind of attitude that you have and the skill sets that you need. So these 10 questions are kind of, you know, questions you can ask yourself and kind of um, be introspective, I guess you would say, and, and and look at your own self and ask yourself, hey, do I meet these criteria? Because are these skill sets that I have, are these characteristics that I exhibit? Because you really need to exhibit a good chunk of them if you want to be successful, because you're, you're stepping into a little bit of a different playing field from being a company driver to being an owner operator. I guess I suppose it's like anything else uh, to, to do it for someone else, you know, to have somebody tell you what to do versus striking out on your own is always going to be a little bit different, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's just a different playing field and you've got to behave differently and do things differently and think differently. And if you don't, you're going to find yourself uh, running into some trouble. And so you've got to develop these characteristics. Now I've come up with 10 of them and there, there's obviously other things out there, but I feel like these are 10 of the most important ones. And you don't necessarily have to be, you know, hitting it out of the ballpark with each one of these. You can, um, you know, be good at some of them and and be willing to learn and get better at others. And and if you do that, you, you, you've you really got a good chance of being successful. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all have kind of uh, gifts and talents and things that we're naturally inclined toward. But that doesn't mean that you can't develop other things as well to go along with them. Okay, 
So let's get into the 10. Now, you have ordered these from 10 to 1, meaning from least to most important. Uh, and as I was reading through the list, because you sent it to me ahead of time, I was pretty amazed, actually, by number 10, which I thought, hang on, that sure sounds like a number one to me. But let's talk about number 10. Do you constantly seek to improve? Like I said, that sounds like, gosh, that sounds like the most important thing in the world. But you're putting this at number 10. Tell me why. Because it's it's one of those things you've got to be doing. It, it It's a constant, you know, just in my opinion, um, a, a given to a certain extent. You've got to be constantly improving. But the other skill sets I, I really think are, are kind of the more the more critical things because some people can kind of step into something and they've got natural talent, and natural ability, and, and they're going to be able to make it work. Um, other people, you have to develop those talents a lot more. And I kind of feel like I fall in that category. You know, I, I wasn't born the, the sharpest tool in the shed, the most athletic person in the world. But over time, I've worked really hard at things and I've, and I've been, able, been able to improve those. For some people, that number 10 piece, that seek to constantly improve it may be higher up on the list. Um, for others, you know, they, they may already have some of those talents and, and can kind of get by with without such a big need to um, develop. So the the list may be different for some people than it is for others. Yeah, no, I guess that makes a lot of sense to me. So number nine here is, do you accept change? Uh, now, I, I find that an interesting wording because I'm the kind of person actually who craves change. I love change. Uh, but would that be like going too far? <laughs> do you just have to be able to <laughs> accept it? Loving it's good. Actually, the, the more you love it and the more you can accept the change, the better. And so, yeah, it's a, it, it, loving it's good. And, and with um, business ownership, you have to be able to accept change because things are always going to change, especially in the trucking industry. You, you look at where trucking was even 10 years ago, regulations change, everything changes, how you find freight has changed a lot. And if you can't adapt to those changes, you're really going to struggle. Number eight, do you have a failure is not an option attitude? Expound on this one for me because <laughs> because with this one, I the thing that's coming to mind is, you know, sometimes you have to, it seems like you have to accept failure and move on to the next thing. But I guess uh, this one's kind of confusing me a little bit. And, and it is because there are times when you need to kind of just cut your losses and move on. But I think in the, in a lot of situations, people have a tendency to, um, give up a little bit too soon, you know, as first as that, as soon as some road bump comes in their path, they quit. And I think that's a, a one of the big things that prevents people from even becoming an owner operator is that, uh, you know, you run into that difficult thing or you're nervous about making that step. And so you, you just don't want to do it. And, you know, uh, especially in that jumping into the, the owner operator arena, you know, the, the first bank you go to doesn't want to give you a loan for a truck. And so you quit at that point. You say, oh, I'm just not going to be able to do it. The first insurance quote that you get is too high and you can't make the down payment. So you 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 quit. And I, and I see a lot of guys doing that. And you just kind of have to go into it. Well, um, I'm going to find a way to make this to make this work. And, and you, you've just got to be able to, to do that. So, yeah, there are times when you need to be able to cut your losses and move on. You know, need to know when to cut your losses and move on. But I think it's more common for people to quit before they really need to quit than it is for people to kind of push too long. I, I'm kind of probably I would consider myself more in that other category. I'm probably too stubborn 
and don't, um, I, I really try to make things work and, and I, I don't quit. And sometimes I take it too far. I wonder if, uh, as I'm trying to, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and get philosophical about this a little bit. I wonder if it's kind of big picture versus small picture where, you know, in the big picture, the question is, can I start and run a successful trucking company? And, uh, you know, in that case, failure is not an option. I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to make it work. But then there are the little tactical decisions, the the smaller, you know, you might lose a battle, but that doesn't mean you've lost the war, right? Like you said, you, you didn't get that loan. Well, go try for another loan somewhere else until you succeed. And so I guess maybe that's where uh, where... I was getting tripped up a little bit as I see those little battles sometimes. Um, and then I just need to step out and kind of see the full scope of it and say failure is not an option when it comes to the company itself that I want to start. I think that's a really, really good way, concise way to put it. Absolutely. It's that the big picture, the big things you don't want to quit early on, but yeah, the, the little things you, you don't want to walk too far down a path on, you know, financing a truck with a, a, bank that's not going to give you a loan and and you need to cut your losses sooner. I, I've actually had that problem when we're in the process of building a, a commercial building right now. We've been working on this for over two years and I went way too far down the path with one lender and kind of had put all my eggs in, in one basket and waited way too long to give up on them and move to somebody else. And I moved, I eventually kind of almost was forced to um, changed tactics and got with another bank and that one went so smooth and fast it was crazy well and, it, uh, it sounds a bit like you're talking about number seven here number seven is do you recover quickly from your failures um, and you know you're talking about being maybe being a little too stubborn and not moving on quickly enough but then once you did decide to move on it's uh, you know taking action and, and moving on quickly from that failure and finding something that would help you succeed right yeah, absolutely. And, and you have to be willing to fail. I mean, failing is going to happen in, in any part of your life. And as a, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, uh, owner, operator, whatever you want to call it, you're going to have your failures. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things. And you just kind of have to, you know, like water off a duck's back. You know, it, it's one of those things that's going to happen. You just have to be willing and able to move on and, and not dwell on it and um, learn from it, kind of learn from your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, number six is, do you love a challenge? And are you, are you willing to add some stress to your life, right? Uh, so do you love a challenge? Basically, is just kind of saying from what we've uh, had in the previous few points here, you're going to get knocked down. You're going to get knocked around by this whole process. Things aren't always going to go smoothly. And are is that is that something that is going to make you kind of clam up and retreat from the world or is it going to energize you and make you say, no, I, you know, no, you're not going to knock me down. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. Business ownership is, it's tough. It's hard. I mean, you, you, you look on forums in the trucking industry when people talk about being an owner operator, being a company driver, you've got people on both sides of the aisle that, you know, for some people, it was the worst thing they ever did. For other people, it's the best thing they ever did. And uh, I can tell you, no matter which side of the aisle you fall on, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a challenge. And if it wasn't, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. That's the differentiator between, you know, the people who actually do it and don't are the ones who are willing to 
um, push through that challenge, accept the challenge, and and kind of thrive in the challenge because you're going to feel more pressure. You're going to feel more stress. And for some people, that stress just isn't worth it. So like you were kind of alluding to there a little bit earlier, you know, that stress is that for some people, that stress is a motivator that makes them want to push harder and do better and work harder and, and, you know, figure something out where other people you get too much stress in it. And it really just kind of makes you shut down. And so if you're one of those people that, that shut down under stress, or don't perform at your best under stress, then owner operator, being an owner operator and business ownership might not be the right thing for you. Now, this one in particular, uh, this, do you love a challenge? Are you willing to take on the stress? This strikes me as uh, out of all 10, maybe the one that people would look at and most often say either, yep, that's me or no, it's not. And I can't change. As you know, Chris, I am mortally terrified of spreadsheets and numbers and all that stuff, right? It's just not my forte. But I do feel like that is something that uh, that I could learn to handle, even if it's not something I learned to love, right? But when I look at something like, do you love a challenge? Uh, you know, that's that's kind of changing a lot of you know, who I feel like I am internally in a way. So I feel like this might be one of the tougher ones. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is one of the tougher ones. It's one of those things that's a little bit more ingrained in you that that is really kind of part of who you are. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't develop that kind of a characteristics or get better at it. You know, we talked a little bit about um, in one of the previous podcasts, getting out of your comfort comfort zone, and that's really what this is. Is do you, you know you may not love a challenge that may not naturally be one of the things that you like to do, but as you do that more and more, and you you do things that are hard for you or difficult for you, and you and you really break out of that comfort zone. Oftentimes, those things that are at one point in your life uncomfortable for you become something that are more of a strength and that you are comfortable doing. You may not necessarily enjoy it, but you can develop a certain level of competency at it. And I really think, you know, that that accepting a challenge or or hitting a, you know, facing a challenge head on is is one of those things that you can um, get better at and, and learn to, if not enjoy, accept and do well at. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Well, Chris, let's move on. We're halfway through and uh, we'll see how quickly we can burn through these other five. But let's get to number five. Do you take charge? How how does that uh, differ from some of the other ones that we've talked about already? Do you take charge? Well, I think especially with business ownership, now we're starting to really get into the things that are are not just important, but even really critical. You know, the do you take charge is absolutely one of those things that's 100% critical because you don't have anybody who's going to wake you up and tell you to start driving the truck and and get to your delivery on time. You've got to be self-motivated. You've got to be the kind of person that, you know, one, can get yourself out of bed and two, get get yourself to do the things that you don't, you may not necessarily want to do. You know, you may not want to pick up the phone and call 10 shippers today to try to develop that direct to the you know, shipper relationship. Um, you know, that may, you may not like to talk to people. And so that may not be something you like to do, but you know, you really have to be that take charge. I'm going to do it. Uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do and, and I've got to know what to do, figure it out. Yeah. And you just have to, you can't sit on your seat and expect things to happen. You have to be the one that makes it happen. 
I'm, I'm having high school flashbacks to all my teachers trying to lecture me about responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds yeah. a lot like that. that. It is. And, and business ownership, I mean, that, to me, that's one of the beauties of it. You are the guy that you've got the authority. You get to make all the decisions. You live and die by your own decisions. And uh, I, that's one of the things I love and, and absolutely thrive on in, uh, in owning my own businesses. Absolutely. Well, number four, are you resourceful? Uh, is this something you can develop or are you just talking about finding resources to help you out? What, what does this mean? I, it's, I think it's kind of two prong. One, are you resourceful? Can you find things? Can you develop solutions to problems? It's really a, a problem solver in, in a lot of in a lot of ways. So kind of two prong. One, are you resourceful? Can you get the most out of what you have or what you can get? So, you know, my grandpa used to always say, he had this little saying that he would say, use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. And so, you know, that's that's kind of can you do that with your trucking company, you know, with your truck? Can you get the most out of your truck? Maybe you've got an older truck that needs a little bit of work, but are you mechanically inclined enough that you can um, make it work and make it run, manage your expenses? You know, it, it's things like that. And then, you know, also the, the problem solving, you know, when you run into uh, a whether it's a mechanical issue or a financial issue, are you able to find solutions to overcome that problem? All right. Well, number three is, uh, you know, the, like I said, the one that terrifies me the most. Do you understand your numbers? It's a, it's an important one. And, and I was, when I was kind of working through this, I started that question off with, do you know your numbers? And so I changed that one word from no to understand because I think there's a huge difference there. And, it, and it's one of those things that makes a big difference as well. The difference between just knowing your numbers and actually understanding your numbers because there's a lot more that goes into that. You know, I, I may know what my cost per mile is, but do I understand how to use that number to make decisions in my business? You know, do I, do I know how to pick out the my maintenance costs and are those maintenance costs too high? And if so, how do I lower them? Or do I know how to use my cost per mile to determine if I should take a load or not? You know, we talked about that a couple episodes ago in episode 36. You know, it's not just knowing that number because calculating the number, you know, is the easy part. And, and for some, it may not be so easy. It, it takes a little bit of work and, and some knowledge, but then to really be able to apply that knowledge into an understanding and knowledge and wisdom and, and use it to make your business better. That's a, that's a whole nother level of competency. You know, it's uh, I joke, I, I joke about the spreadsheet thing for me, but it really does kind of seem like wizardry sometimes where you just plug certain numbers in that, that are, you know, this is hard data. This isn't, you know, making a, a guessing game out of it. You know what your cost per mile is. And just by plugging those numbers in, you come to certain decisions that, you know, like like I said, for me, it kind of seems like wizardry, but it's really pretty cool to see how you do that. And I've enjoyed learning about that as we've gone on. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's, it's the difference between the guys that just kind of scoot by and the guys who are able to make a profitable, profitable business, bring some more money 
home and or grow their business. I mean, if you want to be super profitable, if you want to have the kind of profits you need to be able to grow a business, you've got to be good at those at those things. You've got to understand your profit and loss, and you've got to understand, you know, if, if my net income isn't where I want it to be, is it because I'm not bringing in enough revenue, or what are my individual expenses? Am I spending too much in a certain area? It, it's understanding those numbers and being able to apply them um, in different business situations that, that is really what takes you to that next level of success. Well, speaking of money, Chris, number two is do you manage your cash well? Uh, now, this seems like it would go hand in hand with number three, just knowing your numbers, but is it is money specifically different than the rest of your numbers? Yeah, because there's a, there is a difference between profitability and cash flow, um, especially once you get up into bigger businesses, um, you, sometimes businesses can be profitable, but still fell because they, their cash flow is not keeping up with their, their profits. So they're, they're making a profit, but maybe they've got too much debt and they don't have enough cash coming in to, um, keep up with the debt payments. And, and so it can kind of cause, it can kind of cause issues. Um, but the reason I've rated this one so high is because, you know, we've talked about this in the past. What's the number one reason most businesses fail? Cash flow. Yeah, it's cash flow and, and guys that don't manage their cash flow. So cash flow is a function of two things, the amount of money coming in and the expenses going out. And you, you want to maintain a, a positive cash flow. You have to maintain a positive cash flow. You, know, you can have short periods of time where you may, you, you may have a negative cash flow. But in the long run, obviously, you've got to maintain that, that positive cash flow. So, you know, maximizing your revenue, minimizing your expenses. You know, one thing that I think is incredibly important, this is a mistake that I see a lot of guys make, is, is the use of debt sparingly. I think there are certain situations where you can use and should use debt in, in a business. You know, if you can avoid debt, best case scenario. But a lot of us don't have the cash that we need to be able to buy a truck with cash and get on the road. So areas where I think, you know, using that debt is, is okay if you can, if you can't avoid it, buying a truck, you know, buying a trailer, those big ex- equipment expenses, um, and then maybe a little bit more on um, your uh, some of your startup costs. But other than that, you should, for the most part, try to avoid it, um, especially when it comes to to normal operating expenses. And that's where I see guys get into trouble is they use debt to pay for normal operating expenses. So you shouldn't be using debt for your fuel. You shouldn't be using debt for your repair costs unless it's like a major end item repair. Like if you have to repair your engine, it's going to be $30,000. Um, that there might be situations where it's okay to, to use debt for that kind of thing, but not your normal, Hey, I blew a tire repair. Um, you know, I, my turbo blew out. I need to put in a new turbo, those kind of things. You should develop enough of a savings so that you can cover those kind of costs. You shouldn't have to go into debt for those. And I, guys that I've seen go into debt for those kind of expenses, it's usually one, not a good sign that their business is healthy in the first place. Cause that's kind of like a last ditch effort. And two, it's usually the thing that, you know, the, the, um, straw that breaks the camel's back. It's just, it's the, the last thing that kind of puts you under. 
Well, this brings us, Chris, to number one. This is the most important thing from your perspective as far as developing an owner-operator mindset, and that is, do you take action? Uh, this is this is an interesting one to me uh, because it's actually pretty simple, I think, compared to some of the other ones that we've talked about. And as I'm reading this, I'm interpreting this as simply saying, look, you can think about and plan about all you want, but eventually you're going to have to just make a decision and do something, right? Yeah, and I see this as a common problem, whether it's in the business world. I see this in my experience in the military, um, all over the place. I see a lot of the times people just try to study things for too long. You know, they, they try to collect as much data as they possibly can, and they either don't take action because they're waiting for a perfect solution or they wait too long to take action and they kind of miss out on an opportunity. So the the thing that that one of the things that the military has taught me that I think is a really valuable life lesson is that it's oftentimes better to execute a good plan today than wait to execute a perfect plan tomorrow because a lot of the times that that time that you've waited has um, made it so an opportunity passes you by and you're just better off going now and doing something rather than doing nothing, which is oftentimes what happens when you try to wait for that perfect opportunity. You, you just end up doing nothing, which gets you nowhere. I, I couldn't have said it any better. Uh, that's perfect. So, Chris, any final thoughts on these uh, top 10 things from an owner-operator mindset uh, that you want to finish up on? You know, kind of like I was saying at the beginning, it's one of those, you know, baseball analogies. Craig, Craig's a b- big baseball fan. You're not going to knock it out of the park with each one of these 10 characteristics. You know, I've got my characteristics that I'm stronger at and that I'm, I'm better at, but it goes down to that number 10. You know, the ones that you haven't fully developed at this point, you know, learn, get better, constantly improve. And, and at some point you'll be ready to make this, this leap into owner operator if that's what you want to do. Um, for some people, that's going to be the right thing in their life. For others, not so much. If you, if you don't feel like you're there right now, work on it till you're ready to take action. You feel like you've got those skill sets that you need and don't ever wait for them all to be perfect, but just get a good solid base under you and you'll be ready to go. And frankly, if you do want to improve and learn about some of these things, we've had 36 episodes before this one, many of which deal with just these things on the list, right? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of we're preaching to the choir when we're talking about constantly learning because the majority of the people that are listening to this podcast, especially if you made it all the way up to episode 37, you want to learn, you want to get better. And, um, you know, that's you're taking action, you know, at at this point because you're learning, you're improving, you're kind of setting that foundation that you need so that you can be a successful owner operator. All right, Chris. Well, Let's call it there. Let's cut and run. And uh, just thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate your support. Uh, We know that you've got a million other things that you could listen to. We appreciate you spending time with us. And if you do appreciate what we do, like I said at the top of the show, go to iTunes or whatever it's called now, Apple Podcasts or something, and uh, leave us a five-star review if you enjoy what we do. We would really appreciate that, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, about any questions or comments that you have uh, regarding the show. So, Chris, I guess I will see you next week then. We'll see you then. Hold up just a sec.
I got a jet flying over. Yeah, if we were recording at night, I'd have helicopters. We we got to <laughs> figure out a way to make this work because the helicopter. I'm right next to the airfield, and helicopters are flying over all the time. They're they're quiet right now, but you could have jets. I could have helicopters. <laughs> you know, it'd be the sound of freedom in the background as exactly. we're uh, report recording this podcast. Can we can we have the uh uh, the Top Gun theme just underlining this entire episode. <laughs> we, we probably should.